Well, the Tour de France season is over for another year. This time every day I've been bringing you sort of a highlights podcast that's been put together by 16-year-old Northern Tasmanian Lucas Walker. It all started three tours ago when Lucas was looking for a school media project and it's gone pretty much gangbusters since then. In lieu of today's podcast, though, Lucas has uh, come into the studio to talk through the results. Hello again, Lucas. G'day, Pia. It's great to be here on the back of another great tour. Absolutely. Lovely to have you uh, in. So... We haven't heard the final podcast. Talk us through the finish. All right, so we're coming on to the Champs-Élysées. Uh, the Australian sprinter, Caleb Ewan, was about seven positions back. He didn't have any lead-out trains, but he was able to come through on the cobbles of the Champs-Élysées, and he picked up his third-ever victory on his debut tour, which is pretty amazing because he was being compared to Robbie McEwen, and McEwen took three years to pick up his first victory. So for Caleb, the signs are looking good. He had a 10 out of 10 tour, so... I'm really proud of Caleb. I saw him race about four or five years ago in the Launceston Classic, so it's awesome to see an Australian doing well and producing results in France. It's awesome. And someone to keep an eye on in coming years by the sounds of things. Yeah, he's definitely a future sprinter. So we had uh, Agal Banal take out the yellow jersey yep. end up on the podium in the end. Now, he's pretty young, isn't he? 22-year-old. So Richie Port and Chris Froome, they're at the back end of their sort of career. They're in their mid-30s. Bernal winning his first tour when he's 22. He could potentially, look, he could win five in his career. He's like, he's a gun. Like, he came here last year, came 15th in support of Froome and Thomas. He got his free reigns this year, and he goes gangbusters winning winning the tour. It's pretty awesome to see a 22-year-old. First ever Colombian as well on the top step, and they'll be partying in Colombia tonight for sure. <laughs> I reckon they will. <laughs> uh, now, uh, the green jersey, Peter Sagan took that out. He's sort of dominated sprinting for a while now. Was there any sort of real competition for this one, or well, did he just... No, nah, nah, there was no competition for <laughs> Sagan. He's got the record seventh green jersey now, and he let it... He actually had the green jersey on loan after stage one because he came second and Toynison had the yellow jersey. So since stage one, he's been wearing the green jersey and he didn't lose it all tour. He won by about 100 points, but he only won one stage, but he's so consistent in every single finish over the mountains that he picks up fourth place finishings on days that Ewan can't finish in the top 10. So that's what just makes him the best all-round rider of the tour, picking up all them points. And Sagan is a true legend of the sport. He'll be talked about in hundreds of years to come for sure. Yeah, his name is fairly synonymous, isn't it? Um, now, speaking of Aussie riders, how did Richie Port do? Look, like uh, he finished outside the top ten. He has to be happy with that, but it, he would have hoped for more for sure. And his team, they had an all right tour. Ciccone wore the yellow jersey, but um, yeah, Richie would be slightly disappointed, I think. But it's great to see him finish on the Champs-Élysées. The last two years, obviously, he's had really bad luck, struck down with those crashes. But um, I think he'll be back. I think his best years are past him. I think his best years were with Team Sky when he was helping with Froome. He didn't get that free reign then. But, you know, he'll be back battling. He's always there. But it's awesome to see Lonnie Boy out there doing the best. And he'll, mm. he will be disappointed that he missed out on the top ten for sure. Do you think he's sort of getting past a, a yellow jersey in the Tour de France? Yeah, I think he might try focus on a stage win in the future. I think mm-hmm. he has to go maybe... He might even think, look, I'll lose some time at the start and I'll be freeing the mountains and try to get a stage win, maybe even go for the polka dot jersey. I think he might change his ambitions next year because his best years are behind him and Egan Bernal's best years are in front of him. He's only 22, so it's going to be hard for Richie in the future. Mm, Yeah, the age thing just isn't Mm. stacking up for him these days. Uh, Also, I mean, as you mentioned, he hasn't had a great tour the last couple of tours. Mm, How much do you think that getting over that mental aspect is for him? You know, particularly everyone was watching him come stage nine. Yeah, he's had a really interrupted preparation and all the pressure of Australia behind him and 
he's had a few crashes this year as well in other smaller races, so he hasn't had the best lead up to the tour like the other contenders have. And obviously stage nine, everyone was crossing their fingers, and he got through it, and it's awesome to see him riding in the in the mountains. And he did actually go on one or two attacks, but it was never he never looked like ever winning a stage, and he did get dropped when the t- when it really came to like the pushing point. And yeah, Richie, he's be- he's it would have been nice to see him up there contesting the top five, but you know, credit to him, he did an awesome job. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't ride in the Tour de France. <laughs> <laughs> so, what were your your highlights from this tour, Lucas? My highlights. Definitely, definitely Julian Alaphilippe. He lit up the tour this year, winning stage three. Got the yellow jersey, lost the yellow jersey, went on the attack again, got the yellow jersey back, and the French went crazy for him. They were thinking he was going to win it, and he held off Geraint Thomas in the time trial. And coming into the second last rest day, he had the yellow jersey, and Thibaut Pinot was in third. The French were, like, really hoping for a winner. And Thibaut Pinot cracked, abandoned the tour. He had a... I think he had a torn thigh in his left thigh. Um... And he had to abandon, and Alaphilippe couldn't hold on to Egan Bernal. And it was disappointing for the French that uh, Alaphilippe slid back to fifth, but he is now a hero for France, and he's a hero around the world for all cyclists. And, yeah, he's an absolute legend. He's done a really good job this year. And Alaphilippe, he's got so much panache. It's great to see him going out there, changing it for French. It has been a long time since I've had a yellow jersey wearer like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I have to ask as well, because uh, when we were chatting at the beginning of this tour season, you said that your previous podcast account, account was taken down, so you were starting again from scratch, yeah. building up a following. How did you go? Well, I got probably half as many listens as last year, which is still a lot, because I did get a lot last year. So I was getting up into the like mid to high hundreds this year. And I got um, someone from India come, like sent me a message saying that they like my podcast. That was pretty awesome. And I'm getting regular comments on my Instagram page. Oh, nearly up to 300 followers now. So it is growing slowly, but like it was disappointing last year that it got taken down yeah. through copyright issues. But that's all right. I'm back up and running again. All right. Now, speaking of uh, last year and the year before as well, I think this is three years that uh, you've been doing yep. this, or three tours, which makes you around about 13, 14 when you first started. So let's have a listen. We've gone back and pulled out your first podcast <laughs> and hear how much you've changed over that time. All so right, this is the it. first <laughs> podcast and then your last podcast from oh. this year. But wet weather made it very difficult for the peloton. With 30 kilometres to the line, there was a heavy crash involving Chris Froome and Roman Bardet. All the riders were able to get back on their bike, but it could have ended much worse. As all tour lovers would know, Small-scale crashes can play a large part in the end result, as it takes energy from your body to heal the wounds. Caleb Ewan collecting his second stage win at his first ever Le Tour de France. Too good for all the big names. He is now a big name himself. He's made it for himself. Caleb Ewan, he'll go places at Le Tour de France. He's won stages in all the Grand Tours. He's only 25. Mitchell and Scott should have selected him years ago, but he switched ships to Lotto Soudal. And what a tour he has had. Another chance to pick up a stage win on the Champs-Élysées. Wow. <laughs> wow, pretty amazing uh, gap between three yep. years ago and now. What did you think? Oh, honestly, <laughs> a big improvement in my voice, but I was probably really nervous back then. It was my first time speaking into a microphone and hearing my voice. But yeah, I have grown in confidence over the time, learning to edit better, learning to make the sound better. And honestly, it's great to hear the improvement like that I've made. And also, yeah, my voice has changed a lot and it's awesome to hear. And hopefully in the future years... I can get better and better. 
Yeah, I certainly loved going back and listening yeah. uh, listening to that. Because <laughs> awesome to hear. I, I remember uh, last year when I was chatting to you and I was thinking, these are great. Like, I, I thought you were doing a great job. And then you go back and you hear the comparison again yeah. and you've just got better and better. So is it a, a career in sports commentating that you're after, Lucas? Yep, I've definitely thought about that. I've been thinking about it. And I'm probably going to try contact SBS maybe even one day because they've got the Australian rights to the Australian coverage. And... Why not give it a go? Because there's a few on-side reporters that, you know, actually stand and they get, like, pretty easy gig, actually. They cross, like, once or twice a stage and it's not too, like, strenuous. But I want to go to France first for myself, see the race, live it, experience it, do a bit of my own journalism, journalism and hopefully someone can pick me up as a freelance journalist one day. That's, that's the dream. All right, well, we'll watch you because I have no doubt listening to that, uh, if you keep improving the way you have been, that you'll get there. Uh, thank you again for another year's Highlights podcast. Are you going to do it next year? We'll be chatting to you this time next year. Guarantee. I'll be here. Fabulous. Lucas Walker, thank you so much for coming thank in. Thank you so much, Pia. Thanks and de- for me. Yeah, pleasure. Debriefing the Tour de France. You've been hearing from Lucas Walker.